Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empire Life podcast, where we interview founders from all around the world on their experiences of how they define their own success and them giving you a lot of tips and open conversation with helping you to succeed more in your life. And today we're with founder Miriam Pop. She's the founder of Vibrant Lifestyle Coaching a youth mentor, public speaker, who creates a safe space for women to grow and explore their truths. And I'll hand it over to her a little bit more to intro herself. Well, thank you for having me here, Allison. I um, love connecting with you, love your vibe, love what you've created. Um, so just really grateful to be here and chat with your audience. Um, so yeah, so I'm Miriam Pop, founder of Vibrant Lifestyle Coaching. Um, I believe um, that a lot of our stress that we have in our world comes from being out of alignment with our true selves. So a lot of the work that I do with my clients is centered around teaching them how to manage their stress with my mind, body, soul approach to stress management. Because um, stress is not only from uh, the outside world. A lot of our stress comes from what we think, uh, how we um, approach our bodies, and if we are in tune and listening to our intuition, our soul, our gut, whatever you want to call it, whatever speaks to you, we'll put it that way. Um, mm -hmm. So that is a lot of my work, just teaching tools and habits and just creating safe spaces for women to um, open up feel vulnerable, share, um, and in turn, grow um, and expand and live their best vibrant life, if you would. <laughs> I love it. And I want to go ahead and dive right in, Miriam, yep. and ask you, <laughs> this is kind of a big one, I'd ask you, what are some of the challenges that you feel like you've overcame in your path of being a founder and with starting, starting your company right now? and working okay. with women and I'm sure that you have experienced your as as you grow with your clients you're able you grow yourself I'm sure and you're able to hold and have even a larger container for them and what has helped you as those challenges and what has helped you to be able to hold that container for other women like you do okay great question <laughs> great question so um coming so I am in uh, the fifth year of my business um, and it's funny because I was just talking to my business bestie about this yesterday where the first couple of years of business building there was so much um, so much letting go letting go of who I thought I needed to be to be successful right um, there was so much letting go of um, imposter syndrome was a big thing right um, so many little ideas that I hadn't realized I'd picked up along the way um, so that was those were a lot of the big challenges and in in the process of, of that letting go um, allowed me to step into my business fuller, right? Allowed me to shine um, as the entrepreneur female founder that I wanted to be, right? And so as I, you know, let go <laughs> of, these, of these ideas of who I needed to be, it allowed me to have more space um, and space for my clients. Because then I would see, regardless of whether it was an entrepreneur client, I could see in my own clients how they were showing up out of their truth, out of, their, um, out of alignment with themselves. I was able to see, uh, see the signs, the warning signs, the red flags, if you would, um, 
because I had been there. I had been doing those things, right? So that's how I was able to see it in others and how the, uh, the journey really supported me, right? So it's been interesting because I mentioned talking to my business bestie about this yesterday, but I think in the beginning of business building, there's pressure to, um, we see a lot of these overnight we see a lot of overnight successes. <laughs> Whether it was an overnight success, you know, six figures in six months, who knows, right? Mm -hmm. But we see a lot of that and we put pressure on ourselves um, to do that. And, and when we can't do that, we um, judge ourselves, right? Uh, and so that was a lot of stuff that I had to let go of. And so it's now looking back and seeing how first two years I was always trying to prove something prove something right um, but it came with the experience the experience of showing up not giving up right not giving up on the dream and the vision and saying okay all right what what feels good to Miriam what is Miriam's truth how does Miriam want to um, show up and serve in doing that right doing that and as the experience has gotten built yeah I can sit back now and be like oh, okay yeah <laughs> your girl did that um and so that's a lot of what then i can i can take to my clients that that um the perseverance that story of perseverance and saying hey look it feels messy right now um whether it's a personal journey a fitness journey an entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey it feels messy now but keep going your dreams deserve your tenacity and that's really the the sweet spot right there when we just kind of keep going um mm -hmm. keep staying in alignment keep staying in our truth yeah. Ooh, mm -hmm. You got me to word vomit. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. I, I completely resonate with what you're saying. I had the same experience when starting Empire Life too. And am I working enough? Do I need to do all-nighters? And almost like an all-nighter is a badge of honor that you give yourself when it's actually not a badge of honor. And yeah, it's not in alignment with our true selves most of the time. Yes. It might be needed at the beginning a few times, but it's not necessarily something to be proud of or to yeah. give ourselves accolades about because it can it can get us out of alignment. And a one quote that I that I love that I always remind myself of is it's okay to take a it's okay to take a break. Taking a break doesn't mean you're quitting. Yeah. Take a break don't yeah. quit in a sense. So if I need to take a nap or I need to, to take an, a night off, yeah. I do work a lot of nights too. If I need to take a work, a night off. Okay. Like that's, that's what I need. And a lot of times taking a bath or taking a night off, that's when your best ideas come to you. And when you Absolutely. allow yourself that quiet time and that, that's a hard, 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 hard lesson for me in my life yeah. yes and it's um i'm so glad you mentioned that because i'm a firm believer that self-care is how we manage the stress mm -hmm. in our lives and mm -hmm. we're in a culture that puts busyness on a pedestal mm -hmm. being busy we we um you know if, if we're not busy if we're not hustling behind our businesses are we going to be successful and to what you've said, it's, it's in those moments where we allow ourselves to slow down, nurture ourselves, care for ourselves, allow all of our hard work to work, right? <laughs> Put all of our hard work to work um, and take that step back to care for ourselves that our businesses can flourish and grow. But if we're not good, if we're not in a good space with ourselves, if we haven't been caring for ourselves, whether it be the nap 
or um, connecting with friends or um, having a random dance party to shake off some <laughs> energy. If we aren't doing those things, how do we expect to be able to show up? If we aren't showing up for ourselves, how can we show up for our business, our families, our loved ones, our communities, all of that? Mm. Completely, <laughs> completely. And a lot of my best ideas have come to me when I'm taking that quiet time, breathing, dancing, taking a long bath, the self-care that you were talking about, and allowing allow ourselves to be open. Mm -hmm. If we're caring for ourselves, doing those things to slow down, we're open for those ideas to flood us. But if we're worried about getting to the next thing, I got to do this, I got to do that, there's no space for our, for our, for our ideas to pop up. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I had that experience when I also feel I might be feeling less pressure in uh, internal pressure from myself mm -hmm. related to I, I feel every year I become better at letting go of that internal pressure that the busyness, like you said, and I still feel sometimes external pressure, though. Of, I've heard comments from people saying, well, if you didn't meet your goal, then that's why, because you didn't work hard enough. I just need to work a little harder. And hearing that message externally, how would you, how would you suggest that somebody overcome, like they've maybe overcame or overcome the inner internal way that they're talking to each other, but they're still seeing it on TV and the media. And there's this somewhat external pressure. What is your opinion about that? So external pressure is always going to be there. And unfortunately, it's going to come from places that may hurt, uh, whether it be family members, friends, the commu our communities, or it be from, like you're saying, TV or, um, you know, these big, uh, these big names in your um, I think something to keep in mind um, is if we are right with ourselves, right? If we've got that connection with self, that's the only thing that matters. Everyone's always, so it's a matter of t tuning some of that out and asking ourselves, does that comment feel good to me? Does that comment lift me up? Does that comment inspire me to work more towards my dreams in a way that supports me? Or does that comment make me want to push and go against what feels natural and overwork and overexert? If that comment puts you in that overexertion space, you really have to ask yourself, is, is that the kind of um, boss I want to be to myself? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to be the boss who um, says, okay, let me take a few steps back. Let me survey the land. Let me see what I've done. What could I have done differently? What can I do that supports my mission in a way that um, builds me up, right? That's going to be way more um, powerful for your business than the, the other side of things where we're in a panic. We're in the lack mindset. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough, right? No. External, uh, external opinions will always be there, um, just like your own guiding light will always be there. And it's really a matter of constantly tuning in and trusting up when you when you look inside what comes up when you um really explore okay what is the boss who is what kind of boss do i want to be and um, how can i show up as that person exactly and reminding ourselves i am the boss 
Yeah, <laughs> that's why exactly. I chose to do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I like, I know for me, I didn't choose to become a uh, an entrepreneur. I didn't choose to become my own boss seven days a week. Um, before building my business, I was a hairstylist and I worked um, in the salon and I had my own private clientele outside the salon. And there were times I was working seven days a week. So with starting my own business, no, <laughs> that was not a goal of mine. No, no, no. Miriam does not want to work mm -hmm. like that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but in the beginning of my business, first couple of years, I was showing up as that kind of boss to myself and um, I didn't feel good. And I had to check myself and say, wait a minute. Um, no, I didn't sign. This is not what I signed up for. This is not how I want it to feel. And we need to we have that choice to say, this is how I want to feel and pursue that. Um, it's very easy to forget that. It's very easy. It to is. That. It is. That, that reminded me of our, a few of my first Empire Life events, the, the, like the one that you spoke at. I will get so into hearing everybody's story and wanting to talk to everyone. And then everybody would go eat afterwards and I would go eat with them. And I remember one time I went to five different events till from, so I was awake from like 8 AM getting the event organized. And then there was five other events and I didn't go to sleep till like 5 AM. And I was exhausted the whole, like for the next four days, I couldn't hardly move or do anything. And I thought, this is not the way that I want to do events. It doesn't have to be like this. I made that choice to, yeah. to uh, not stop and take that excitement and direct it kind of outwards and just keep going. And I it was like, the time passed so fast. So I, just, I made that commitment to myself that I will go home no matter what anybody is doing or where they're going, which I love almost always at least two or three people go to do something after or bigger groups, the least two or three women or men go together to do something that after the event and I don't have to be there. I don't have to go everywhere with them. I need to go home. I need to lay on the floor or lay somewhere and meditate. And then I can check in with myself and see, do I want to go? Do I really want to go somewhere yeah. with those people? And I can meet them later. That's an option. Or I can choose to do really nourishing self-care to rebuild, to give back to myself because I give so much to those events and so much to my clients. How can I give back to myself? And that leads me into a whole nother topic about a lot of times as women, we say, nobody's taking care of me. I'm taking care of everybody else and really taking that responsibility. What kind of boss do I want to be? What kind of life do I want to have? Yes. If I'm focusing my attention outwards and saying, this person is not giving me what I need. Am I giving myself what I need? Am I giving back to myself? Am I setting those boundaries to where I can, like I was saying, I can meditate, I can take a bath, I can watch my favorite show, read of my favorite book. And those are the things I need to be doing after giving, pouring so much of my energy and love and support into, into something like an event or into working with a client. I need to have that, that downtime or that me time too. Yeah, it's that balance, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. balance between the... Um, between showing up 
and, and empowering and supporting and creating, but also knowing that, oh, I need to support and empower this for myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I am going to be around somebody after that, they need to also hold that space for me that I'm not going to be talking much. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm going to be kind of uh, very introspective. Yeah. And also accept that or not be there with me. <laughs> yes. The whole, yeah. It's, it's interesting because I do work primarily with women and that, that is such a hard thing mm -hmm. for uh, so many to do as far as saying, setting that boundary, I need X, Y, and Z to feel my best. And if I feel my best, I can then show up for everyone else. But to set that, um, that boundary and be clear about what we need, but then also to be able to express it um, mm -hmm. in a way that others can, can hear it, right? Um, yes, I have found, totally. Right? I have found that in my own business building, um, especially where you know, I'm holding space for women going through all sorts of things, right? And so I have had to, in my personal relationships, get really good about training the people in my life to understand that, look, I know I have been that friend that you can turn to and, and talk to and unload, and I've been that safe space for you, but now that this is a part of my business and it's not just holding space for myself and you, I need you to come to me and say, hey, look, I have stuff going on. Are you in a good space to hear it? Mm -hmm. right before they unload and that was really tough that was a tough thing to do to set that kind of boundary and to train them to take that initial step <laughs> and in the beginning before I got good about training them um, I was acting out I was resentful I was upset that they just kept thinking that I was here to hold their um, mm -hmm. emotional weight for them and mm -hmm. then I was like, well, mm -hmm. that's, that's what I've trained them to be like. Now I've got to retrain them to say, hey, Miriam, are you in a good space right now? Do you have the bandwidth for me right now? I could use some support, right? And, and so once we got there and I opened up and I shared, um, hey, look, this, these are the new rules. <laughs> <laughs> these are the yes. new rules that all allow us to show up as our best. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that, you know, sometimes I'll tell them, yes, I can listen to you, but you need to know it's been a rough morning of a lot of just helping women through their pain so if you don't get the kind of energy you want from me it's not you mm -hmm. i'm still processing mm -hmm. and and it's amazing how that's allowed my relationships to flourish honestly it hasn't taken away it's only added so i think people uh women specifically need to to hear that and know that setting these boundaries taking care of ourselves honoring ourselves letting people know what it is we need enhances our relationships and anybody who falls away it just kind of shows you what really what the level of that friendship was or relationship was right it's naturally removed yes usually yeah. when we continue to set those boundaries for ourselves and be honest about what we need mm -hmm. we start to like you said we start to understand too it's okay that if you're not in a place to give me what i need that's that's okay too yeah this is what i need yeah and it's not going to change this is what i need to be happy i deserve to be happy really owning that i deserve to be happy i deserve someone who's going to continue to show up as their highest self too like none of us are perfect we yeah. can 
we can continue to evolve, continue to be open to feedback, transparent. And yes, I deserve that. I deserve peace. I deserve happiness. Yeah. And when yeah. you prioritize that and, and show up in that space, you may not realize how much you're inspiring the people around mm -hmm. you to also take that stand for themselves and mm -hmm. say, okay, you know what? I see how she's out here shining. I want some of that in my life. What has she been doing? And then they start, either they ask or they just start um, imitating in, in a way that suits them and finding their way. But mm -hmm. um, you protecting yourself and nurturing yourself and caring for yourself empowers the next woman to do the same, right? It's so true. It's so true. I like to think about that too. If when we speak up for our needs and what we desire, we're making the space for the next woman and the next woman. So it's not only us that we're, that we're making that space for, that we're okay to take up space. It doesn't mean that leads me into another thing as you were talking that was coming up, that that is a, that feels like a predominant thing that I hear other women tell me. I'm afraid, especially with romantic relationships, I'm afraid that if I take up this space, he's gonna say, I'm demanding, I'm controlling, I'm needy, yeah. or, the all the other plethora of things that women might get labeled as when they're like no this is this is what i need um whether that's a friendship a room romantic family relationship and like you said we're continuously teaching those people how to treat us or how we want to be respected how in turn of how we value ourselves our value yes our value like no i'm gonna i i value myself so much that i'm gonna continue to say this to you i'm gonna continue to feel this way yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting because when we are in our best place for ourselves in our highest vibe whatever you want to call it when we are just out here shining everyone else benefits, right? Everyone else benefits from us being in our best place possible. So we have to keep in mind that we want people around us who recognize that and encourage it. So if we're in relationships where people aren't um, encouraging and allowing space for us to shine as our best selves, I wonder what, what are, so what are they getting from me not being my best self? And is that really, once again, is that adding or is that taking, right? Is that adding to my life? Is that making my life um, even better? Or is that keeping me in a place that just doesn't sit right with who I am? Is that keeping me out of alignment? I think it's very easy for women um, in relationships, whatever it may be, to, to adjust who we are to keep the other person happy. But then the flip side of that is all that adjusting is pulling us further and further away from that alignment and, and that mm -hmm. stress-free living, right? So, um, yeah, and, and dimming, it dims the shine, it dims the light. And it's like, at some point, they, I was on a call the other day and the lady was telling me a story about how she left a very unhappy marriage a few years ago before she started her business. And everything she learned prompted her to coach women and be there for women in the way that she's showing up now. And she said, at some point you feel with all that adjusting, you feel if I continue to do this, I'm actually betraying myself. 
I am in betrayal of who I really am. Yes. And, and that it's that, does that sit right for me? Does that, is that okay for me? And, and if I'm betraying myself, am I able to show up, like you were saying, for my clients in a way that I am being accountable, yeah. that I am setting my own boundaries, that I am putting myself first, that I have the self-love? If I'm not, we, we all have our growth areas and we're all getting there, right? But at the same time, if I'm, if I'm betraying myself, how can I then lead other women or my clients in this path? So like, it's time, it's time to take action. This is not okay. That's what she was saying. She got to that point and I've definitely been there too. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, um, I love that you, that she mentioned betrayal because of that betrayal of self that leads to so much chaos. And sometimes we don't want to acknowledge this, but we can create a lot of that chaos in our world mm -hmm. by betraying ourselves, by betraying, um, betraying and adjusting and stepping away from our needs to, to appease others, right? Mm -hmm. And it creates, um, like the next question that I wanted to get into, I feel like it creates a lot of resistance. Yeah. inside of ourselves and what other people feel and it's not necessarily fair I feel too to create this kind of resistance instead of telling them this is like we were saying before this is what I desire this is what I need and it's okay if that doesn't match with how you want to show up I'm cool with that it's okay and, yeah. Or it's okay for you to tell me, I'm going to get there. I want to get there. I want to figure that out with you. Um, and I will be there for, I will hold space for both people to say, you know, this is where I want to go and I want less hold space for each other to get there or to evolve in that way together. That's okay too. It's okay to meet someone's needs or not meet their needs, allowing that space. Instead of creating, like you said, all this chaos and all this resistance and making conditions to somebody in any kind of relationship and even a family, not really accepting our family for who they are and making conditions. And only if they would yes. do X, Y, Z, then I would love them. Then I would let go of this resent resentment. And no, it's, it's our resentment. Yes. It's our <laughs> forgiveness. It's like... <laughs> I can't, I'm, I'm never going to get to that point where I will love someone if I'm putting conditions on them because they're never going. I think that was a huge lesson for me too. in the resistance that I felt like probably in my early twenties of if only my family did X, Y, Z, or only if they raised me like that. And that's not their problem. They did the best they could. That's yeah. my responsibility at some point to be like, I forgive. And they did the best they could. Yes, look. I'm doing the best I can now. And that has, oh my gosh, that has accelerated the love and, and the feeling that they feel when they're around me and how yeah. I'm showing up. I love that. I love you know, all of that. And yeah, and then being able to show up for other people to hold that space for them because people feel that pain, and that resent, the resentment, their resistance the chaos that somebody's creating. Yes. There's, um, <clears throat> I recently talked about this in my Facebook group, but 
there's a certain amount of um, allowance and acceptance that we have to allow in our relationships, right? And so it's not um, allowing somebody to be awful towards us, right? That's not what I mean by allowance, but allowing people to be who they are and not who you think they should be, which in turn makes you happy, right? Mm -hmm. So allowing people the grace and the acceptance to be that, <laughs> whatever that is, yeah. but yeah. also imperfect and exactly all their things and all their experiences. And just right. Cause we have to accept to a certain level that mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm doing my best. Maybe I'm not doing my best, but to try to control someone else's narrative is a distraction. You've got your own narrative you got to be worried about and taken care of. And um, it's very important to, to allow people the space to be who they are. And, and guess what? If someone being who they are doesn't sit well with who you're trying to be, it's not a match. We're not matching up. Then um, we need to accept that and, and A, move on or B, distance ourselves or C, just find a way to coexist if that's the only option, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, love that can come from just accepting people for who they show you they are, not who you want to control them to be, right? I fully, yeah, I fully resonate with that. I think it comes back to the core of are we accepting ourselves? Yeah. And if we're unable to accept parts of other people, yeah. in my opinion, from my experience, I feel like it always comes back to us diving deeper and asking the question what parts of myself am I unable to accept are there parts of myself that I'm stuffing down and having resistance to and like oh yeah that's not me and oh I would never do that and that person's like this when we start to feel that judgment coming up are there areas of ourselves we're judging yeah. I feel it always usually it often comes back to if someone is projecting that kind of judgment criticism resistance onto you we need to ask ourselves coming from the place of compassion of asking ourselves yes. what areas of themselves do they not like what how are they judging themselves are they being too hard on themselves yeah. why are they being too hard on themselves and that not that we're trying to solve that for them that's theirs to solve yeah. at the same time though we can show up in a compassionate way to some extent that this is not necessarily about me. Yeah. And I think we, um, it's to what you're saying, cause I love this. I love mm -hmm. this conversation that we're having. <laughs> um, but a lot of times what we see in others and we don't necessarily like is alive within us. Mm -hmm. So if we can see that and take that moment and say, do I do this? Is this something within me? What is this triggering within me? And, and it's that, that level of having that level of self-awareness with self. Cause yeah, it's so easy to be aware of other people's faults, but are you mm -hmm. aware of where that lies within you? And are you ready to do the work? <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to do the work? <laughs> Asking those questions are those questions. Are you willing to do the work to answer those questions? Why am I triggered? Yeah. What's really going on here? Yeah. Why am I feeling this resistance coming up? Why, uh, why is this person, or even why did I attract a person who's being too hard on, my, on themselves? Am I being 
that's been an ongoing theme for me personally is I tend to have a lot of inner drive and really it's hard for me to let go and breathe and kind of so a lot of personal affirmations of I'm letting go I'm letting go of fear I'm letting go of uncertainty I'm allowing I'm accepting I'm loving myself despite all my flaws so coming back to understanding those areas of ourself as we accept them more I do feel then our outer world starts changing and we start attracting more support and more love and this abundance because our inner world focusing first on our inner world and doing that work is what then we start to see it unfold in the outer world of of, I see it even reflected in my daughter she doesn't hold that space for me to be too hard on myself Mm -hmm. she holds the space for everything is always working out for us everything is always working in our favor we have she's the power. beautiful <laughs> she <laughs> you're doing a good job mom. <laughs> she reminds me or or maybe you need a night maybe you need a few hours mom or mom go take a bath or mom she reflects and you know what's interesting about that is she she sees you doing your work she sees you being better after doing those things that fill you up and so for her she's made those connections she mm-hmm. knows it and so what we were saying earlier if we take care of ourselves people see that and they understand that that's the level that she needs to be taking care of herself at to be her best mm-hmm. and so here your daughter is showing up and holding <laughs> you accountable for that she's she like is. wow she is. <laughs> yeah like when I don't want to go <laughs> yeah like you need to go run and if I I'm like I'm gonna go running oh no I think I'm just not she's like mom put on your shoes just go okay you know you'll feel better you always feel better after this so I, I do feel yeah there's a level of accountability too when we're in relationships to be like I know that you're tired come on you're gonna feel better you're gonna feel better you're gonna fill your cup really supporting each other in that or me asking her when she gets home do you need a minute or are you okay to have a conversation with me if I see that she's looking you know kind of overwhelmed like and she then has the space to be like no I need a minute I need xyz because that's what it's about I love this dynamic (laughs) because it's the kind of thing where um, she sees that that is what's needed in a healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. right? And so for for even um, people listening right now, like that is a healthy dynamic. That's a mutual give and take that um, we all deserve and is possible in all of our relationships as long as we are all showing up as our best selves and doing that, doing that work um, to, to prioritize our happiness and our peace because you're doing it, your daughter's doing it. And so you guys are both in a space together happy. Now, when you guys aren't doing the work, I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know since that hasn't, that hasn't happened, but yeah. The, like you said too, me holding her accountable too of, okay, maybe you feel tired because you're, you've gotten off your kind of your routine or your schedule and Um, like waking her up a little earlier I know you don't want to get up but you're going to feel better because to kind of get off that routine so that that's been with you know recording this in quarantine that's definitely been something probably that a lot of parents are 
feeling is that it's a little more challenging to stay on a schedule, though it's, it's positive to be on some kind of schedule. <laughs> it, um, I love this because I'm a firm believer that love is a verb. And I think part of that um, love in action that you've been sharing, maybe not calling it love, but is that accountability. Mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. the accountability you guys are showing each other in a loving way because you know that Ooh, okay like mom, mom can show up as her best and love me fully <laughs> because she's loved on herself fully right and, and mm -hmm. vice versa and I think that's um that's very so important to relationships regardless of if, if it's mm -hmm. a parent to child or if it's romantic relationships yeah. relationship giving but allowing love space. to be a verb that shows up and encourages mm -hmm. us to be our best selves mm -hmm. completely given given the space too of instead of um coming into the someone else's space or kind of overwhelming the other person i think that that was that was something i learned growing up that i i guess i didn't want i i sometimes felt that i didn't have that um personal space respected or you have to go here. I didn't have a lot of down coming into why I feel like I got to be so busy and go, go, go. And I didn't, I didn't have that downtime allowed yeah. uh, growing up. And where for me, then learning too much downtime is not good either for kids. <laughs> there needs to be a balance between things that they have going on because they learn how to get a along with other people and they get to see those triggers come up in them so they can heal those that those those things can't come up necessarily with with a adult they come up yeah. with other kids of learning how to manage your emotions or sports and other extracurricular activities so that for me was a balance was i had the pressure from my parents telling us she needs to be involved in more things and i'm like i don't want her involved in things all the time and she never has any downtime yeah. So that that was a, a big one. It's interesting because that downtime is allowing her to be involved with herself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not valued so, in our culture a lot of times. So true. So true. There's power in that self-involvement. There's power in that being with self, that downtime. Um, mm -hmm. Where, yeah, it's it's not, you know, I mentioned this earlier, but we miss busy pedestal, busy culture, um, where I, I know a few um, entrepreneur friends and, and, and clients who are so fearful If they're always doing, the then their momentum is always growing in their business. And if they slow down, they lose momentum. And it's just not the case. It's just not how, how that works. If we mm -hmm. put uh, energy behind something in our business, that energy will continue on. And we have to let our work work for us while we take care of ourselves, right? And that's, that's how we can come back with even more renewed energy and momentum in our businesses and our lives, right? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That was also a big lesson for me with first starting Empire Life is I was somewhat setting that boundary with clients. Whether I knew consciously or not, I put it into my contracts, the working hours, and it's still hard it's still something that I need to remind myself of, of not to answer messages or emails after a certain time, unless maybe it was an emergency and I need to answer something, but that's very rare. And as I started stepping into that, 
my all my clients that I started attracting were really happy with this and even more respectful than what I could possibly be with myself. Like, it's okay. You don't need to answer me. Like them saying it even before I say it. Like, I know it's Friday. For example, or one of my clients last Friday, like, I know it's Friday. You probably won't get to this till Monday. I just wanted to let you know. So them even setting that kind of intention, because I've set that intention from the beginning. Yep. Yep. You taught her how to, how to do work <laughs> with you and not uh -huh. against you. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or that we're not also like, we're not working for each other. We're working mm -hmm. with, like you said, not against, yeah. not for, not under, or we're, yeah. we're working together. We're co-creating. I love that word. We're co-creating yeah. this together. And then we're collaborating because we're co-creating co and we want what's best for both, for both sides. Yes. I love that. I love that. A lot of my, um, my view with coaching is that coaching should be a partnership, right? And a partnership hinges on um, clear communication. So if I can show up and uh, communicate effectively, that's allowing my client space to show up and speak effectively and um, communicate clearly. And then we have this safe space where healing can, can happen, transformation can happen. But um, the key part of that is just is, is showing up in this partnership, this co-creation, like you said, that is one of my favorite things <laughs> <laughs> as well. I'm like, yes, yes. let's co-create. Let's do I this together. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And Miriam, what do you feel? So in your, in your path with starting a vibrant lifestyle, did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. With, 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 uh, with starting vibrant lifestyle coaching, mm -hmm. what's one or two stories that come to your mind in your childhood that you would like to share with us that really resonate for you that led you into the work that you're doing now? All right. Um, so something that has always um, been big for me is being what I have needed in various times of my life, right? Um, so when it comes to my client work, a lot of stuff I do is about support and accountability. Because um, I have seen in my own life, when I've had support and accountability, I have made leaps and bounds. I'm someone who I'm always going to reach my target. <laughs> That's just who I am as a person, my drive. I'm always going to reach my target. But when I've had support and accountability, I've gotten there faster. Um, so when it's come to, to building vibrant lifestyle coaching, there's been, there's two big drivers that come from childhood experiences. For one, I have always had this idea that I would build my business supporting adult women helping them learn the tools that they didn't learn in their youth, right? Because um, for me personally, I feel like there were a lot of tools and coping mechanisms I didn't learn in my childhood and teens. Um, my parents divorced when I was around 10 years old, and there was just a lot of drama and trauma and just a lot of just trying to figure things out. There wasn't in my opinion, there wasn't enough communication to help me feel safe in those spaces, right? Um, the space of my family life, all of that. So when it came to building vibrant lifestyle coaching, I know I'm not alone in that. I know that I'm not alone in ha got, having gotten to that point in my 20s where I realized I need better tools, 
right? So that's what really empowers me to support my clients is, okay, there's women out who need these tools. Let me throw down. Got it. Flip side of building my business the way I have is I also mentioned this earlier, women, let me also help these young girls who may be in um, situations or environments that they aren't learning those tools. So I figure if I empower the kids, empower the young girls, empower the adults, we can lessen that gap between the two. And now we've just got women out here showing up, thriving, positive coping mechanisms, doing the damn thing, right? Yes. <laughs> so that has been um, a, a lot of it. For me, that's really what pushes me forward and this idea of being what I have needed in the past, um, needing these better tools. Okay, let me make sure I have all the tools and can throw down and meet my clients where they're at um, and support them in those spaces. So that's really been um, a big thing for me. I hope it wasn't too much of a ramble. No, no. <laughs> I can sense the ramble sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, so just... Um, you know, in my, in my mid-20s, when I reached that point of realizing the coping mechanisms I picked up in my teens aren't, aren't serving me. They aren't getting me to my targets. They aren't moving mm -hmm. me forward. Um, that's really when I, I've always been a big reader. That's always been um, one of my ways to escape, right? So I went mm -hmm. through all the books, all the self-help books. And then um, around like 26, 27, I said, this, this isn't cutting in. So that's when I actually hired my first coach. And I've had, wow. um, I've had a life coach. I've had a fitness coach because I used to do fitness competitions. Mm -hmm. I've had um, a spiritual mentor. I've had a business coach. But it's those experiences being supported by empowered women on my journey that have, uh, that's another thing that's really helped me show up and mm -hmm. in turn show up for my dreams and show up in my truth um, and build vibrant lifestyle coaching. I love it. I love it. Wow. That makes a lot of sense that a lot of us come to that point when we're thinking, yeah, this is not working. What I'm doing is not working. I need to start questioning what, what are some of the books that come to mind that really you felt impacted you? And, and I do agree about getting a coach if you guys are listening. Yeah. Getting a coach yeah, for so what you need for someone to hold you accountable and then in your free time, finding some of those books that can make a huge difference. Yeah, so um, I'm glad you I'm glad you just said that because I think that is very important. Um, and my clients, when they first start working with me, they know this. I'm not here to do the work for you. That's mm -hmm. not my job. Mm -hmm. That's not my job to do the work for you. Um, so my clients know that when you when you hop on board this vibrant lifestyle coaching train, you need to be ready to do your work. It's not my responsibility. I will throw down the tools, the support, the accountability, but you've got to show up and do that work. That is um, the biggest thing there. If you're not doing the work, there's no results. I can't just out of nowhere. It's not, that's not how this co-creation is going to work. Exactly. In any <laughs> relationship, so, in, in a yeah. business relationship yeah. or any, any relationship. When we were talking about that off air, even yeah. you know, it can be uncomfortable and we got to sit with that. We got to let it pass. We have to, we have to somewhat feel some of that pain and some of that anger and some of that resentment in order to let it go. Yes. We got to feel it. And that, well, that's people spend their whole lives avoiding feeling <laughs> all that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so books, right? What are, what are some of those books that I turn to? Um, I had gotten to the point where I realized the stress of my world, I could no longer manage it. I could no longer, um, the impact it was having on my life, my lifestyle was, it was impacting my health to the point where in my 20s, in a 10-year time span, I had the times, which typically happens to older people because the uh, stress on their immune system um, their bodies aren't able to hold in the shingles virus, which is adult chickenpox. So um, I had to to find my way back to find my way to adjust my mindset. Right? It was for me. I worked on my mindset. Then I worked on my physical health, and then from physical health, um, I started working on that spiritual connection. Right? That's been my journey, my path. So, um, all of that to say, one of the books I'm always recommending to anybody beginning this journey is Grant Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm -hmm. I love that book. I mm -hmm. absolutely love that book. Me too. It's small, me too easily digestible um i've actually seen him and his son give a talk and wow don miguel ruiz talks like this he's very calm and it forces it pulls you in like i remember mm -hmm. just being on my chair like tell me more <laughs> <laughs> give me more of that his, mm -hmm. his whole energy and being was just um, amazing. So the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Here for that. He's like um, the turtle. You know, that I'm going to. Oh, sorry. Do you know Kung Fu Panda? Have you seen that movie? Go ahead. It broke up a little bit. Are you able to hear me? Okay. <laughs> Are you okay? Okay, I think we're back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know the turtle you're talking about. I started laughing. <laughs> yeah, I always go back to that. Am I being the turtle? Like on Kung Fu Panda, mm -hmm. I being the turtle, because that's mm -hmm. kind of the opposite of how I've lived my life a lot of ways. But that's where we find he's just like, I'm, I want to listen to you, but this is my quiet time right now. Can yes. you? Yes. Okay? Healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always come back to that. Am I yeah. being in the four agreements? Am I being the turtle? Or just am I being the turtle? <laughs> and the thing that really blew my mind, yes, the four agreements blew my mind, but this idea that I could create new agreements, that mm -hmm. the agreements I had been living my life by may not have been my own, mm -hmm. may not speak to my truth, and guess what, train, hop on a new train, create new agreements um, that really fulfill me and speak to where I'm trying to go. And that was, whoo, <laughs> yes. that was the beginning. That was the yes. beginning. Two other books that, um, one author that I want to recommend, and I can't, I'm probably not going to get the book titles right, but Eckhart Tolle, um, mm. The Power of Now. Yeah, um, I love that one. And, oh my God, yeah, mm -hmm. I read that at like 22, 23. I read it like twice in one year because uh, I was like, I know I'm not picking up all of this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to come back to that book a couple of times um, and have been thinking about coming back to it again. And yeah, um, I cannot I, remember too. the second book. Yeah. I know the second book of his that I can see in my mind's eye. I can see the colors. It's like blues and seafoam greens, but I cannot remember the title. 
Um, I think I had that one. One more book. Yeah. 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 I think it was another Oprah book, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but the other book um, that was really transformative for me on my journey was The Power, uh, no, uh, the Power of Intention by Dr. Mm. William Dyer. That was, mm. oh, getting intentional. Mm. That was that was huge for me and just really being like, okay, like, you know, same thing with the agreements, but how do I want to show up? Knowing that my intentions create my world mm -hmm. and, and that power that that holds. I was like, okay. Um, I think, <laughs> I think I lost like three, not lost, but three, um, major relationships in my life mm. away after reading that book, because that that disconnect really got highlighted as I got mm -hmm. more intentional, more mm -hmm. intentional with it. <laughs> it relate totally. It relates to me in what not necessarily what someone is saying to you. Yeah. It's more powerful of what their intention is behind what they're saying, yeah. and that allows us to to show up in a more compassionate way with other people. And yeah. we want that same level of acceptance and people being able to hold that for us and for also for us to be able to say, Hey, I may not have said that the way that I meant it. This was my intention. Yeah. I could have been better at saying it in the way that I really intended. And then wanting that same kind of unconditional love and someone else yeah. to say, yes, this is my intention. And you can feel that intention, even if they're not saying the words that, and we, none of us are perfect at communicating and if the words are not coming out the way that they want them to come out we're like oh well this must be what they really mean this is their true intention and we can feel that as we get more in touch with our true intentions we can feel other people's true intentions and that's what really matters as opposed to what those words are or taking something personally like in the agreements not taking it personally and holding that space for for those true intentions and then that also why we act why we choose certain actions because of our intentions yes <laughs> um it's interesting because i know at least for me in that time period when i'm when i'm thinking back this is um this is probably between like 2006 and 2008 uh, when I when I first read that book and started trying to apply being more intentional, I had a lot of internal pressure that I was placing on relationships. Um, so I say internal pressure because they didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is all me being upset over here. Like, well, why isn't that happening? Why isn't this mm. happening? And realizing, I, I got to this moment where I had to realize that um, because I'm applying this pressure internally doesn't mean those changes are going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And doesn't mean these people are now going to show up the way that um, I want them to. So it, then I had to create this shift of, OK, so if I want X, Y and Z, how do I intend to show up? How can I get more intentional about having X, Y and Z in my world? And so when I started doing that, that's truly when those other relationships fell away because they weren't we weren't in alignment. Mm -hmm. not in alignment um but it also in other relationships allowed more peace allowed more mm -hmm. space for um them to show up right so it's one of these things where um you know mentioned we both mentioned letting go during this time but mm -hmm. 
I think there's a lot of hesitation about letting go and changing and shifting and coming into alignment because we think of letting go as a loss. Mm -hmm. We're losing something by letting go. But by letting go, we'll, we create more space for what actually serves us, for what we want, for what enhances our life. So I, I think that's very important to keep in mind that letting go allows us to gain. Letting go allows mm -hmm. us to um, exponentially expand. Um, as opposed to holding on to these things that diminish our light. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, let's move to jazz hands. <laughs> I completely agree. And when, when we are letting go and we're taking full, another thing that came up for me, when we're taking full accountability for how, like you were saying, if, if I say inside myself, okay, I want peace in my relationships or I want joy I want happiness all these things that I desire first we need to ask ourselves am I giving this to that person yeah am I showing up in this way and when we're doing all our work and we're taking full accountability and we are showing up in that way I do feel too we we allow that space to let the other person show up in that way or not and we can say oh I'm I'm showing up as my highest self. Yeah. Let's go. Like it's time. <laughs> Come on, wheels turning. Let's um, do it. it, it it's interesting because uh, this is one of my favorite things to bully and nag my clients over because they'll say things like, uh, I just want more joy in my life, mm -hmm. more joy in my relationships. And so my, what I fire back with is, so what does that look like? Mm -hmm. What is it? that statement but what does that look like what are the actions that align with that and have you been doing them are you ready to start doing them and how much do you think your life will expand when you do that because that's the intentionality part like yeah fine I want I will be more joyful in my life okay what are those action steps what mm -hmm. are those things right mm -hmm. so that's yeah, it's, it's super unfair to be like well Every time I'm around you, uh, you're not happy and you're not giving me joy instead of taking a second to be like, wait, am I happy? Yeah, taking ownership. Yeah, exactly. Taking like ownership. when I go to that person's house, am I super stressed? How am I showing up for that person? Because we can't expect or we can't put conditions and we do, we do tend to do that. Sometimes I'm guilty of it too sometimes. And then I need to go inward and being like, well, am I giving that to myself? Am I showing up in that way? How can I ask someone else to show up to give me happiness or be their best selves if I'm not showing up as my best selves or I'm not allowing them to be happy with X, Y, Z or what I'm doing on my side? And I do feel like that's a huge gap. That's definitely a missing piece that a lot of us don't stop and think, okay, what conditions am I putting on this other person? Or like you said, am I putting conditions on myself and then putting conditions on them instead of thinking, how can I feel joy? Like you said, I love that with your clients. It's, um, it's powerful and it, it created such a major shift in my life that um, I think it's very easy for us to, I call it zombie mode, but just go through the yeah. motions. Uh-huh. Just go through the motions, right? Where when we take that extra step of being like, okay, so I want more joy in my life. What does that look like? And what am I willing to do? 
So um, I'll give an example. At the beginning of May, I got clear about what I wanted May to feel like. What do I want May to feel like, especially after April, where, you know, in April is really when these stay a uh, shelter in place orders, uh, COVID-19 was really, things just felt so unsettled. So what do I want May to feel like? And I must have, I wish I had my journal over here because I would share, um, <laughs> but I must have written down like 15 things. Uh, I remember, I remember one of them being like, I will have dance parties whenever the mood strikes, right? Because mm -hmm. I know that's going to get my energy up. Um, I want, I want May to just feel alive, where April just felt like, Whoa. <laughs> like I don't even yeah. know. There's, There's like no words. There's so much fear. April. Yeah. yeah. There's so much fear. And I, and, yeah. Just, yeah. I wanted May to feel um, alive. I wanted May to be a month that just felt full and vibrant. And so I will have dance parties when the mood strikes me. I won't run from the things that scare me. I will show up boldly. Um, I will put on my makeup, do my hair, put on my jewelry because it makes me feel good. And it's funny because what are we now towards almost at the end of May, and I was looking through my looking through that journal entry the other day, and I was like, you know what? This has been a good month. I have mm -hmm. done these things, but I got intentional. I got clear about those mm -hmm. action steps. I put in the work, but it was easy stuff, right? So I think that's another thing to keep in mind. Like there shouldn't be shame behind mm -hmm. this or pressure to show up as these things. These were mm -hmm. all easy things. Yeah, I always have music on. So why wouldn't a random dance party? um be hard <laughs> why wouldn't that happen mm -hmm. right um especially mm -hmm. if i have my favorite playlist on like yeah it's nothing just hop up and have a quick dance and um get my vibe up let exactly. go of some stress yeah and feel good may there's my may that just mm. um attracts the things that mm. i want in my life because when we feel good mm. yes we look good but when we feel good feel my tangent <laughs> I completely agree and I do seeing I you know but as we wrap up I do think that shame comes up a lot especially for women if they're if they're moms or you know they're in a um, relation any kind of relationships they might not they may not take that time um, to wrap up like they may not take that time to get to know what they truly want or what their true intentions are because like you took that time at the beginning of May to be like this is my intention so anything that's outside of those intentions you're like oh no I don't need that so as as opportunities come up like if you had said I'm going to take a, a hot bath every Friday and one of your girlfriends calls you and says hey let's go have a few drinks and it's Friday night you're like no I haven't taken a bath yet because that's your intention so it makes it easier for us to let go of what's not serving us yeah. and say yes to what's in alignment with those intentions mm -hmm. and, and and then also not be upset with other people of oh my god you always want my attention if your girlfriend calls you and you're just so needy because you're calling me and I'm supposed to be taking a bath and I'm gonna go anyways because you seem to really need me and then you're not in a good mood and you take it out you know we tend to do this men to take it out on that other person and you said you needed me and I'm here for you and then 
you're not even seeming like you're having a good time. And they're like, I'm not having a good time because you're not having a good time. Why don't you just say no? Why don't you just stay home if that's really what you wanted? So this makes our, it makes all of our experiences so much more heightened and yes. fun when we are in those, we are doing those things intentionally. Yes. It's, um, yeah. I want to leave, I want to leave them with the, your audience with this quote, but uh, one of the things my clients all quickly learn that working with me means you're going to own this phrase, but if it's not a hell yeah, it's a firm no. Mm. And being okay with that firm no, because who wants, uh, as the friend who's asked us to come out, we didn't want to come out, but we still come out. Now they're dealing mm. with our stank energy because mm. maybe we're feeling a little petty or resentful. We're not showing up as our highest self. That's not who our friend wanted to come out. They didn't want petty Miriam to come out. <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe, they, maybe they did, but they wanted they wanted fun Miriam to come out, and the Miriam who wants to be there. So if it's not a hell yeah, it's a firm no, and that's okay. Wait for the hell yes. Show up for those um, moments where you can can shine. And and if you're if it's a lot of no's, then you know okay. I need to care. I need to care, and I need to care for myself. And then I then I can show up and have more hell yes in my life. Mm. I love that. And how can they get in touch with you also, Miriam? Or like, we can leave them with that concept and how, how, can, how can the listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, so um, you can find me around social media, um, but I will give you my email address that's a little bit more direct and I'm likely to see that. But my email address is Miriam, M-I-R-I-A, vibrantlc.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram and my handle is it's ITS Miriam pop P O W P. Um, I'm sure this will all be in the show notes, but oh yeah, um, for sure. I'm around the socials. You can find me there. <laughs> Get more um, Miriam isms in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Miriam, for being with us today. Thanks for having me. <laughs>